0: But the fact is, if we can bail big rounds or big squares at 18 to 20 percent, that's a big, big deal. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello. Rod here at A Better Way to Farm. Welcome to today's podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in as always, and it's an honor to have you take part in our community. You know, our goal here at A Better Way to Farm is to increase yield and improve profits, and that's in every area of the business. Sometimes it's by making people think, sometimes it's by talking about a product, sometimes it's just by sharing some ideas that someone else is using and is being quite successful with. I had the pleasure today to be in Riverside, Iowa, to be at a forage field day where they were demoing equipment, they were doing mowing, they were raking, they were using a tetter, they were running a baler, they were running wrappers. And it was interesting to see all of the equipment that is out there. And make no mistake, new equipment is really cool and very expensive. And sometimes we have to stop and say, is this equipment necessary or is this equipment just something that we want because it would be cool? Or is it something that improves our life and we can afford it, so therefore we're going to do it? And I'm okay with any of those. That's not a decision that I want to get in. I think that each individual has to make that decision on their own as far as what kind of iron they're going to buy and and how they're going to do that. But I want to get down to the nitty-gritty and talk about some of the things that I heard about today that actually do increase yield, improve profit, and improve quality of forage, because that's what the day was really focused on, was these pieces of equipment were really cool, but here's the things that we can do. So let's talk about putting up quality hay. Now, I'm not in too concern whether or not you're using alfalfa or whether or not you're using grass, because, guys, putting up quality hay, fundamentals are fundamentals. And you've heard me often talk about the fact that sports teams that do the fundamentals the best win the games. I'm a Cardinals fan. Right now, it's kind of tough to be a Cardinals fan because fundamentally, we don't have a pitcher. Our pitchers cannot seem to get out of the third or fourth inning, and having good starting pitching is fundamental to success. And that's why we've lost seven of the last nine games. I think the fundamentals in hay production are the same. If we don't do them, we lose. We may not lose completely, but we do lose. So, how are we going to talk about what are some of these things that we lose? Well, if we do it wrong, we lose leaf. And if we lose leaves off of that plant, whether it be alfalfa or grass, then what do we lose? We lose pounds, we lose tonnage, and we lose feed value, and we lose protein. The leaf is the goody. I have to confess, it was a little heartbreaking today. I watched them, they had alfalfa that they had cut, and one of the guys came in with a tether and he spread that out, and he hit that with that tether and it was spinning it out of there about 40 miles an hour, it looked like. And it was even the brand new tedder was leaving us in big, big clumps. Now, there's no way that those big clumps are going to dry down like the rest of that hay that spread out. But let's talk about what we can do that doesn't require iron and say, well, how is it we're going to fix this? So, what are some things we can do for dry down? What are some things we can do for leaf retention? What are some other things that we can do that will actually improve the quality of the forage and the ton of the forage? Dry down first. One of the things that we do is we really encourage people to use our inoculant product and our drying agent. And they're two separate products. They say, why don't you pre-mix them? Well, that's because depending upon the weather, you need different amounts of each product. Depending upon whether you're growing alfalfa or you're cutting clover or you're cutting grass, you need different quantities of each one. And it's based on a rate per ton, but obviously clover, is harder to dry down. It's going to require more of a drying agent than grass hay, timothy or orchard grass or fescue, whatever we might be baling. And so what do we want to do? We want to make that mix tailor-made for the crop that we're working with right then. When we use that drying agent, it strips the wax off of the stem. And when we get that wax stripped off of the stem, that lets the moisture out faster and that stem is what really hangs on to the moisture the longest. And so if we can do that successfully then we can strip that out of there and we can get that thing to dry down. Typically the guys who were talking today and this was just farmers who are using these products and they talked about the fact that they count on being able to bail one day quicker than all of their neighbors. So by using this drying agent plus this inoculant we get a faster dry down and it gains us a day. And so that's a good, good thing. Now, a speaker for one of the manufacturers that was there talked about the fact that the preservative not only will aid a Scotian dry down and it will let you bail big round bales between 18 and 20%. Little squares, you can get a little more out of bounds there, and get 22 plus. The label reads pretty high. But the fact is, if we can bail big rounds or big squares at 18 to 20%, That's a big, big deal because we can, again, retain a lot of leaf, and that's key. Another plus of using this inoculant, this guy was talking about the fact they've actually done studies, and even if the hay got dry, if it got down to 12 or 14%, there was still more leaf retention where they had the inoculant on. So when we're baling in that field and we're kicking up a big dust storm as we go through there, That's not a good thing, because that is very expensive fertilizer. Because what is that? It's mostly leaf that's being powdered and turned back into the soil. I'm all for fertilization. I think using the leaf of the plant we're harvesting to do it is not a very good plan. So we want to make sure that we retain all of those leaves. Your bales will be heavier. When you retain more leaves, they pack very densely. And a bale that has mostly stem and some leaf will be way lighter than a bale that is mostly leaf with some stem and so we want to do that leaf retention because it raises our quantity it raises our tonnage now obviously that leaf contains the protein and the feed value so if we want to jack up feed value we want to jack up protein what do we do plain and simple we use this inoculant we hang on to that leaf we get more of it, we end up with a better quality of forage. I think one of the most interesting things today that I heard this gentleman talk about was the fact that they have done studies and they had bales that they had baled with the inoculant and bales they had baled without the inoculant. And what they did after they baled them was they stacked them separate where they had the inoculant. The core temperature of the bales was four degrees cooler three weeks later. So for a period of at least three weeks, and it was as far out as they took the study, but for a period of at least three weeks, they took these probes, and daily it was four degrees cooler. Sometimes it was a bigger difference than that, but it was always four degrees cooler. You say, well, why is that important? Well, here's the bottom line. When we bake something long enough, we bake the nutrients out. And so if we can come up with a bale that stays cooler, again, we retain more feed value and therefore we end up with more protein and we end up with a better forage to sell or a better forage to feed. It was very interesting to hear all these different growers talk about these things, these advantages that they're getting and why they use this. And one of the things I want to mention is that equipment can be a big problem. Guys say, well, man, my moco or my disc mower, my self-propelled unit is not set up. Guys, that is not a hard fix. We're talking about people always wanna know about money, what's this gonna cost? It's gonna cost you less than $3 a bale for the product. And that's assuming that you're using it at a 2X rate. Less than three bucks a bale. So what's the equipment gonna cost? Less than $2,000. You can set up a MoCo, you can set up a self-propelled unit, you can set up a disc mower. Depends on where you're located in the freight, But these guys have a kit that they will send you. It's all inclusive, the tank, the pump, the controller, the tips, everything you need for somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000. And that makes this a whole lot easier to handle and a whole lot easier to do. When we are out cutting this hay, the goal is to get the most out of it that we can. And there are some things we can do here that really help with that. Now, I do want to mention that We do not have a propionic acid. Our product is really important to understand something. Number one, it's an anaerobe. It does not require oxygen. There are some good inoculants on the market, but those inoculants require oxygen. And when I see some of these big bales that are being made and how tight they are, there's very little chance of good, adequate oxygen getting into the center or the core of that bale. And if we're not getting oxygen in there, those aerobic bacteria don't work. This product is an anaerobe. And so, therefore, it doesn't matter how tight you pack it. It's there and it works. There are people that use an acid to do this, and the acids are better than they used to be. They're buffered. They do some things to make them a little more palatable. But the fact of the matter is, guys, you had the choice between feeding your high-dollar horse, your high-dollar dairy cow, your high-dollar herd mama, and you've got a choice, you can feed them acid, or you can feed them molasses. Which one do you want to feed them? I'm gonna suggest that the molasses might be a better choice. This product has molasses in it. It is not acidic. It does not throw cattle off feed. It does not give horses colic. It's a very safe product to use. And if you take it out and you feed a bale of this, multiple guys at the field day today talked about the fact that when you feed a bale, treat it with this inoculant and you feed a bale not treated with the inoculant, the goats, the sheep, the dairy, whatever it is, the beef cattle, they will eat the treated bale first. Why? Because it has more nutrition in it. Why? Because it has more taste. Why? Because it has better feed value. Why? Because it has more leaf. And let's be honest, if I've got to eat a salad, I don't want to eat a salad that's all stem and no leaf. That's what we're looking for. So guys, here's your opportunity, if you're interested, We would love to talk to you about how it is that we can help you with dry down, leaf retention, keeping that bale cooler, and have an overall better forage. We appreciate you tuning in and listening. We do encourage you to stop by the website, go to abetterwaytofarm.com, and take a look at what we've got going there with the profit calculator and say, hey, can I pick up anything? We encourage you for entertainment purposes. You might want to go to TikTok and see some of the short videos that are happening there. And we have a great platform on A Better Way to Farm on Facebook where you can go. And there are longer videos that are designed to do more training and less entertainment. And so whatever one of those platforms works for you, we'd love to have you take part. We would take it as a personal favor. If you find value in what we do, would you please give us a rating? Drop a comment or two here and give us a rating so that others might find us. And or please share us with a friend. We would really, really appreciate that. We look forward to talking to you next week. We've got a great episode coming up, and we really hope you guys are having a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at VerbalCrowd.com.